This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. Every week I try to sit down with current, former, future Florida Gator. Well, I guess so, my next guest, I've heard so much about uh, this next superstar before I even tell you who she is. I think sometimes at Florida, we all want to know about the players, the coaches, the schemes, what goes on. But a lot goes on. And we talk about culture, culture, culture. My next guest, senior director of player relations at Gator May, spent four years them boys over there at Clemson, which we're going to get into to see if that helped her in his role now. Work with my former teammate, Vernay Brown. I know he's moved on to Indy with Anthony Richardson, the great Savannah Bailey. What's going on with you today, Savannah? That is so much hype, and <laughs> I appreciate it. Wow, that, that's that's really humbling. Thank you so much. Well, the reason why I say it is, Savannah, is, you know, every I have you know, I've been blessed to talk with a lot of players. And a name that came up every single time is, oh, Miss Savannah, oh, Miss Savannah. And it's almost like, because I think what it is, is as a player, you have to have somebody that helps you understand outside of sport. Because coaches, all they, it's not that they don't want to do it. They don't have time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got this, you got Vanderbilt this week, Kentucky last week, you got LSU coming. So they're always thinking about the, the present and the future with you. You get to let them know, hey, we're trying to help you do this thing inside and out. The word holistic is what I, I keep hearing. For those people like myself who don't know exactly what holistic means, what, what, why that approach? Yeah, I think oftentimes people only want to address them in one identity, right? They want to say, you're the player, right? I want to cheer for you, but only when you're in that jersey. No, I want you to cheer for them when they're in a suit leading a board meeting, when they're at your city council meeting, when they're part of your PTA, you know, those kind of things. I want you to be able to cheer for them just the same and support them just the same. I think Gator Nation is incredibly strong. And how do you make sure that there's multi-layer faceted approaches to development to make sure that we address the whole person? That's when, when I say holistic, that's what I'm talking about. The whole young man, there's a lot of pieces to them. Um, and we want to make sure we, we get a part of all of it, so. I heard you say you want to challenge who they are, what they know, and how you can add to that. Talk about that process because it's, you know, as, as a former player myself, you're so used to dominating athletically. You got the best coaches, best schemes, best teammates. All of a sudden, this is a part of me that while I want to grow, I've never used that muscle. Talk about challenging them, letting them know, look, I'm going to challenge you because these one word answers that you give me when I ask you what you want to do, how do, how do you, how does, how does that process go of challenging, you know, who they are, what they know and wanted to increase that? Yeah. When you challenge someone of like, Hey, do you really know who you are? When I think of college, it's a very transformative experience, right? This is where you maybe are on your complete own for the first time. This is where you're, you're independent and in making your decisions and things like that. So how do you make sure like, you know, who you are when no one's paying attention, Um, when you're not the starter, when you are the starter, you know, whatever that is, like, who are you really? Um, Because if we don't know that part, 
then only developing you as a player will only help you on the field, right? And so when injury might happen, when depth chart changes might happen, when a loss might happen, like who are you then? Because if you don't have that to fall back on, then what are we doing here? Uh, you know, we're not making men. I think that's often the promise of all football programs is like some coach saying, hey, I want to make your, your son into a man, right? Well, there's a lot of men out there. What kind of men are we making? And I know like the Gator standard is a lot higher than other places. So I want to make sure that we're getting to address them again as whole people, but really challenging. Like, do you know you? Are you comfortable with you? And then how do we make sure that we add to that? So the challenging what you know is the life skill piece, right? It's not just, you know, yeah, you might understand who you are and that's a process and that's an ongoing process as you evolve. But then what skills do you have and what positions are you put in to use those skills that applied leadership part? And so making sure that it has all those connective dots. So it's not just, hey, let's put a speaker in front of you and hope everything works out, text the box. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing none of that. You talked about, you just mentioned the Gator standing and it being higher than other places. People here, a lot, of, a lot of schools use that use that term standard, and I'm not taking nothing away from those schools. I believe they uphold theirs. But what does make the Gator standard higher? Because people hear, hear about it, and they hear that what Billy Napier is building is a culture. And people think, well, that's not hard. That is the hardest thing to build, not just in sports, but in life, in business. But that Gator standard, what what, is, what does that mean to Savannah Bailey, and how do you help these players understand that, look, I see you out there on Saturday, but the standard is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 366 days in a leap year. Yeah, when you think of all of Gator Nation, the alumni, the fans, anyone that supports this program, this university, this institution, you're representing every single one of those people day in and day out for the rest of your life. And you're asking an 18 to 22-year-old to do that, right? So how do you put that in perspective for someone that is maybe quite honestly only thinking about the next day or Saturday or whatever that might be. So I think Gator Standard helps provide a little bit more scope to what that looks like of you've signed up to be a part of this team, to be a part of this institution. And it's not a four-year commitment. This is a 40-year commitment, right? This is a rest of your life kind of thing. And for me, it's not even just a, for them to commit to us. Like that's our commitment too. And to me, that's a big part of my department and what we all focus on doing is how do I make sure that the, the return on investment is equally matched to the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in every day. So, Mentoring is a huge aspect. When you talk about anything, you transition to. If I'm a, if I'm a freshman, I'm going to need an upperclassman to bring me to the side and show me this is how it goes in college. If I'm a coach, I need other coaches to help me. You had Vernell Brown Sr., former teammate of mine. I used to call him, I used to call him my little brother when I played with him back, you know, back in the day in our time in Florida. But how was it working with, with somebody like Vernell? And how much did he help you in your current role now with him, him moving on? He's junior, actually. His dad is senior. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vernell. It's Vernell Brown. I'm sorry. I think they got to. You know, it's a, it's a powerful name, right? So, like, you got to give it where it's due. No, and I think that's something that I always value, right? When people say, like, why are you in this position? I'm here as an educator, right? I, I, I did not play football. I think that was pretty, pretty clear. Um, however, the perspective of those that do, the perspective of, like, a native from Gainesville, right? Someone who knows this community, knows this fan base, has been a part of it, has lived here, been a Gator, like through and through, true blood. Like 
that's what I mean when I say like Gator student, when you put people like Vernell Brown in front of our players and say like, like this is a incredible family man. This is a selfless leader. This is a person who will do anything and everything to make sure like you have what you need, but also does so in a way that isn't like a handout. This is a challenge and support model through and through. This is a guy who's going to push you to get better, but you have to allow him to do that. Right. Um, and that's what I mean, like bringing in former players or any of our Swamp alumni, these folks have a different perspective than I have. And I want to show the utmost respect to that. Um, so even in our newest hire with Dr. Stephen Ali, who's former player, went through serious injuries um, and then find, found a way to maximize his time and effort and energy into still being the ultimate Florida Gator. Right. It's still incredibly supportive, was a leader in the player development space with other programs got his doctorate from the University of Florida. So we're talking about Dr. Ali, who's a former player coming back and serving and showing and being the example for our guys, right? This is a guy who said, nothing's going to get in my way of me figuring out what I'm going to do to have a happy, successful life. And that's what we want. See, I, I mean, I'm, listen, Dr. Dr. Stephen Ali, congratulations, by the way, on that. I, I, I saw him on the Gator Made Spotlight and I'm looking forward to having him on, but... Tennessee native, went, went to Tennessee, graduated, ended up at Clemson, got your master's there. I, I think you're working on your doctorate now, if I, yes. if, I, if, I, if, I, if I can recall. Was it, when you, what people don't understand is you graduate from college, everybody wants to graduate from college and do one thing, get a job straight out of college. Sometimes it's in my field, sometimes it's not. When you see where you are now, with what you're doing, coming from Clemson, do you do you do people come to you, Savannah? How do you do it? Are you like, man, I don't know this. I put in a resume. How how did Savannah Bailey the you know because you're not obviously philosophy majors and different things. How do you end up in this role? Yeah, so quite complicated. And this is just another story, right? It's one of those like, while I might have not have the football backing where people can like see themselves in that part my major and what I studied in undergrad, I don't use in the same capacity, right? But do I intentionally look for the transferable skills that still make me exceptional at my job? Am I able to communicate how that time is never wasted, that my experience is relevant and all those other things? Absolutely. I have degrees in microbiology and I work in football, right? So like riddle me that. Um, but again, that's just another proof of like how you choose to communicate and what skills you choose to develop and what relationships you form will always take precedent over what book you learned, right? I, I'm a big believer in life experience teaches the most, mentors teach the most, right? Get out and get the experience for yourself. Don't just depend on your academic research or something like that. It always helps, theories help, but it's just a framework, right? Until you see it and can recognize it and maybe even make your own, you don't know, right? So so get you some experience. And I'm big on that with anything Gator Made does. But essentially started at Tennessee in microbiology. My last year there, um, I'd always planned to go to medical school. Took the MCAT, ready to go. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but my last year there, they made a choice in the higher education section that like, I really didn't agree with. Um, so it kind of sparked a lot of advocacy, activism, and what it looks like to provide access to college for a lot of other students, including myself. Um, we're talking about like first-gen students, minority students, anyone that maybe like traditionally isn't thought of as someone as important to the university. Um, so that sparked my everything into higher education. And then I said, you know what, I'm gonna be the president of a university to make sure this doesn't happen again. So I got to Clemson to study student affairs. 
um, end up working as the graduate assistant for fraternity and sorority membership development. So like the Greek system, which is totally different, um, but still in those collective bonds of brotherhood, right? You have a group of men that are connected through common values, systems, experiences, whatever else still ties in. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, I ended up being the, the intern of operations for Clemson football. I worked football camp. Uh, and one of the jokes there was always like, Coach Sweeney takes football camp so seriously. And I mean, we're talking like youth camp. So this is like seven-year-olds running around having the time of their life. But his thing is like, you don't know what mom gave up her, you know, vacation money to make sure her kid had this three-day experience. So we better make it exceptional, right? So I learned a lot from other leaders uh, within the football space and especially at Clemson. And I put in everything I had <laughs> into working that camp. And I, I think it just kind of made sure people wrote down my name or, or put me in for different things. And um, former player at Clemson, Jeff Davis, had always served in this mentorship role. He was creating a program called Paul Journey and said like, hey, I want to add some stuff to this. And then the more and more that we talked, he was like, oh, so you have like the backing of how to make curriculums and learning outcomes and how to add a little structure and, and assessment to these things because it can't just be feel good. It has to do good. And uh, so we got to partner on pretty much everything in building that program. And he's an incredible man that I've learned so much from. I think the true mark of any leader is to make other leaders. And uh, I was able to, to be one of those. I mean, you meant, you mentioned and you mentioned, you know, your name and making sure people, you know, see your efforts and your experience. You got recruited as well. So people talk about recruiting. They only hear, oh, I got recruited. Listen, we got, we got this young lady, Savannah Bailey. She's right. She's from Tennessee, but she's working at Clemson because when, when Billy Napier came in, he didn't talk about working with the best. He proved it. He said, look, I'm going to go get Coach Chaney. I'm going to go get Coach Robsdale, Coach Gonzalez, you know, Coach Mike Peterson. But he goes, but when it come to my staff, he was like, yo, Burnell, look, I got this young lady named Savannah Bailey. I think she's going to be great. Talk about that process of saying, hey, man, I'm enjoying what I'm doing at Clemson. He was like, well, I know they orange and purple. What about that orange and blue? Talk about that phone call. I don't know if it was the 352 area code and them asking you to come and be a part because you was obviously doing some great work up there in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually at the time that I got this phone call, I was working on a, an event that we had put on for our guys at Clemson. So one of the big things that we had there was uh, a football formal. They said like, hey, we don't get to be just like college students, right? When you think of like an athlete, it's very non-traditional. So I was like putting up like a beaded curtain or something on a ladder. And I got this phone call from a Tuscaloosa number and I almost didn't answer it, right? Cause like Tennessee, all these other places, like you just do not rock with Bama like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we have a lot of folks even out on the Clemson staff that are part of that Bama tree that played there, that went there. So I answered it and I answered it a little bit sassy, right? Cause I expected it to be one of the other staff members who was using like an older phone who was about to try to pull me away to a different institution, right? Um, and he goes, this is a uh, Billy Napier. And I go, from Florida? <laughs> like, you know, it, it was a surprise to me. We actually never talked before then. And he was like, look, I'm trying to build something that is special, that does right by people. Um, and just kind of, you know, in his very, like, serious but caring way, right? This is a person who is very, like, steady in all of his communication. Um, and he just said, like, I would really love to have you come down this weekend. And I said, Coach, this weekend is um, 
graduation and I don't miss those. Right. I, I want to be in the stands. I want to be with the parents. I want to cheer for our guys and celebrate them in all aspects of their life. And he was like, and that's why I called you. You tell me when you want to come down here if you want to. And um, so that let me know that he was serious, too, that he was willing to like make an adjustment for something that I truly valued. And when I got down here, I just kind of started pulling students aside. It was one thing for me to talk to staff and, you know, the AD and things like that. And of course, like you need that for the support and the leadership. I just started pulling students and being like, hey, what do you do? <laughs> well, you know, what's going on? What do you learn? What do you not learn? All those kind of things. And I just kind of went like, oh, they deserve everything that my guys at Clemson at the time were getting. Right. And I think that's so easy to see. Uh, and that's why whenever any program asks me, like, oh, how'd you do this? I don't care. I'll share it. Because you know what? By the time that you're doing that, I'm probably doing something else. And to be quite honest with you, if it creates generational change for a lot of other programs and a lot of other young men and young athletes, then we're doing the right thing. The right thing is always the right thing. So um, that that was my, like, kind of strong selling point of I had someone who's bought into what I was doing, who valued the same things. I had a group of young men that quite honestly deserved it right? Like they deserve the same opportunities and uh, getting to work alongside folks like Brunel to, to say, okay, where's the team at? What do we need to address? What things can we improve on? How do we make sure that they have anything and everything they need to succeed? The one thing I know that, that I've learned over the years is people go, how do you know when you're doing what you're supposed to do in your current role? And, and I was always told when people are fighting for you in rooms, you ain't even in. When they fighting for you, because your name comes up and they were like, well, how do we get it? How do we get it? How do we get it? I think it's intriguing that you was convicted enough to tell Coach Nate, listen, I, but I, I can't do it. Because most people here, this is the head coach of Florida. I can't tell them what I really want to tell them. You was like, listen, Coach, if you want me, you're going to have to wait. Because while you could become the priority, this is the priority. And for him to say, well, just tell me when you want to come down, that's that's a, while while we don't always chase validation, we will take it. Like, I'll, I'll take it even if I'm not seeking it. And you keep on coming back to, like, relationships and you talk about dealing with these young people. What has Savannah Bailey learned about herself throughout this two-year process with these athletes? <laughs> so much, right? I think even when I first got here, I was like, all right, we're going to do this, 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 this. Let's get rolling. Let's get cracking. Let's get busy. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> you cannot just do stuff. Because if you start doing stuff, you're doing it without intention. And so I think sometimes a very humble step back to say, okay, I need to make sure that I'm meeting people where they're at. And if you don't know them, you can't meet them. Um, and so I think that was always a huge thing. I learned that a lot of our students aren't just going to like give you everything that you want, right? You got to give a little in return. So for me, you know, I've got folks that have the walls up. They're like, who is this woman? I just got a new coach. Maybe this is their third coach that they've had. Um, and this is just yet another change. And they're like, great, new sheriff in town. Like, what do I do? How do you create buy-in? How do you show someone that you care? Um, and that can be really challenging, right? Especially if you're not in a lot of time. We're talking about like less than a year until we start playing. We're talking about six months until we play and have to play this game that is very dependent on trust and relationships, playing for the guy next to you, trusting the head coach, trusting the support staff. And you have to create that like almost instantly. So for me, I was super open with anything that I have. You'll see like, I have no problem coming in in sweats and no makeup and those kind of things. Like I, they get the authentic Savannah. If I'm having a bad day, 
that's fine. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not because I want them to also show the same thing. Like you do not have to have a, a front with me. I'm never going to control your playing time. I'm only here to help. But if I don't know, I can't help. So how do I make sure that I'm both appropriately kind of digging for that information, but also providing the space where it feels natural, right? I'm, I'm big on, you know, it's not like an open door policy. No, I'm coming to you. Like I'm at practice, I'm at weights, I'm at meals, I'm traveling with the team. Like I wanna be in every space so that it doesn't feel odd for me to be there. It doesn't feel odd for you to be like, can I come see you later? Whenever you just like happen to see me out of the corner of your eye, right? Um, so I think sometimes that proximity with intentionality really serves that purpose to build those relationships. And when I think about what I learn, it's who am I letting close to me, right? Who, who, who do I provide that proximity to? Um, and making sure that those folks you know, make me better, right? Even if it's folks that I don't always enjoy, are they making me uncomfortable out of growth? Because if so, keep them. <laughs> so the whole notion of rules without relationships leads to rebellion is definitely is definitely a real thing, especially when you're talking about, let, let's call it what it is. These are 18, these are not your average 18 to 24 year olds. These are not people who have, aren't used to you know uh, being catered to or limelight or prestige and it just comes with it whether they humble which most of them are how many how many athletes do you come across that you get permission to say hey i know everybody thinks that if i play football i want to go pro the ones that say no i don't even want to go pro but you helping me get to that other thing because as a former player it's hard to talk about i really want to go to culinary school I really yeah. want to be I really an artist. Those conversations that you that you get to have with them, that they get to say, hey, Mr. Van, the reason why I came, came on this trip, you know, to South Africa for a week is one, I want to go to South Africa. But two, I get to show you me because the one thing I get when I watch you and Gator Made is y'all are that, you know, y'all are that, you know, change of pace. Because as a player, sometimes you need that say, man, huh? Like I just want to. <laughs> no one knows, no one understands Graham Mertz but Anthony Richardson, right? But Jack Hill. Nobody understands Billy Napier but Steve Spurrier. But when it comes to these players, you get to say, listen, li li listen, uh, listen, listen, Etienne, I, I work with your brother at Clemson. Right, I've known so, you since you were 12. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, listen, Graham Mertz, I work with, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I work with guys who are pretty high profile, but them being able to tell you, thank you, Miss, thank you, Miss Bailey, because now I get to have somebody who understands this part of me. Not, not saying the coaches don't; they just don't have time. They be like, Coach, but well, I love you, Ben. I, I like the fact that you want to be a pastry chef, but we got LSU this weekend. You know, it's, it's, it's it, it just happens. Talk about those conversations of saying they're saying thank you without saying thank you. Yeah, and I think that's always like the biggest thing that you want to provide, like permission to be yourself, right? I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to just create opportunities. You tell me what we want, we're going to go get it. Um, you know, th those are the things that you look for when people are like, oh, what are the most rewarding things? It's it's when you get the the wedding invitations and the, hey, I'm, you know, going to have a baby or like, you know, those like big life things and you celebrate that with them when they have this moment of, you know, whether they got selected for the draft or it's their first day at their corporate job or whatever else, like you have to be able to celebrate all of those things with them. Um, for me, it's sometimes just exposure. When you talk about like, oh, maybe I want to be a culinary chef. Maybe they've never even thought about it. Maybe they've never cooked anything in their life.
but until you know we get to partner up with nutrition and hope and host like chop competitions and like see if we can get a little creative juices flowing and you know doing that kind of stuff and they go oh this is actually kind of fun you say okay well what are you doing at home to make that a little bit better what can we do to improve some of those skills who can i put you in front of is it a former player like shannon snell who's a pit master like kind of gets you on the grill throwing some things you know um it's the connective piece and for me it's Sometimes you don't even know what you're interested in because you've always been fed into just football. So when we take these corporate visit trips, I try to get all different industries, all different professionals at all different levels to show you like there's things out there. For instance, when we went to New York and we went to uh, Republic Records, which CEO is a Gator, right? So we love that. Um, We set them up with sound engineers, right? They think of like music industry. They think of the performer, the rapper, they don't think about the person who sits there and listens to the track over and over and over again to make sure it sounds perfect, to make sure the spatial audio is perfect. And they were like, this is what I do in my room when I listen to the same song over and over again. I'm thinking about where things are and like my own awareness and how I take in the music and really feel it. And they're like, I didn't know there was a job. Yeah, I didn't either. Let's, (laughs) you know, like, let's go through that together. Um, And just having that little light bulb moment of like, I want you to always have options. It's never a matter of like plan B. It's just, you have options. I think every single person in the world has options. And I want to make sure our guys know the ones that they have. You just said a lot. You say y'all up there in Atlanta. I mean, I'm sorry, New York. <laughs> they walk in this building and because of how the person looks, they go, no, I'm the CEO. Like I'm the one and, I, and I'm a Florida alum. Then they go to something that they intrigued by and then they go, I know you guys think that nobody works harder than y'all. That is a myth. Now, physically, <laughs> now physically, yes, physically, I get it. But I think what you're tapping into is this, not to give Deion Sanders any more credit and credence that he hasn't already earned. But he said, my talent got me in this game. My mind kept me in it. Meaning, and he says, I just use my, he says, I use my IQ and my EQ. I use my intellect and my emotional you know, uh, to be able to make sure I understand where I'm going. When when you're taking them around these places, you're showing them, look, not only should you look forward to, you know, work life, it could be fun. It could, it, and it don't have, they are, there's always something that you don't think exists that actually does. And people are doing it every, <laughs> and people are doing <laughs> it every day. But at the same time, they aren't, like you mentioned, they honor where they came from. That CEO says, I'm still representing the University of Florida and I'm the CEO. Being able to let them know it's okay to look forward to life after football because that's the hardest thing is for a player is to know it's coming to an end. We yeah. and, no, and nobody knows when everybody, Brett Favre played for 20 years. You know, I know a player that came to the Titans when I was there was a quarterback at Oklahoma, won the Heisman, won a national championship, and he retired in training camp. He never got out there. So you're going to be somewhere in between. But when I know my future is secured away from the field, that makes me a better player. Because I go, well, now I can really play. I'm yeah, not worried about free. Exactly. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. You give them freedom in a way. It takes a little while to realize. But when you're going New York this year, South Africa next year. I don't even know. I don't know where y'all going to 2024. I will see it online, though. 
I will True. see them, but at the same, and I'm not trying to do no spoiler alerts, but Savannah, do you do you sometimes say to yourself, like you just said, wow, man, like this is what I like, this is what I do every single day. And the greatest part about your job is I have nothing to do with the game plan. I have nothing to do with injury reports. I have nothing to do because people see that float on your on your that uh, that that gator MM on your you know, on your chest or your shirt, and they say, Savannah, um, who's hurt this week? I don't know. Go uh, wherever y'all go to find that. I'm here to make sure that literally there are no excuses. When they say, Mom, listen, daddy is dropping baby off because they want to see him on Saturday and Sunday. Mama is dropping baby off because I want to see who he becomes as a man. And 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 I think that when you said it's not that we help him become a man, what kind of man are we helping? To? It's a lot of men out there. Yeah, that responsibility is huge. But how do you? What is your mindset? Which you give me a lot of, and give me a lot of gems uh, during this, uh, you know, during this episode. And this is eighty four reads for those of you who are listening. I have the great, the the woman, the myth, the legend, Bailey <laughs> with me today. Which I got a chance to catch. We don't have a lot of time, but. What is your mindset every day? Because you just said something that I think is unique. You said, I don't not let them not see me have a bad day. See, most of us got to say, okay, you're having a bad day. Put it, I'm going to walk in this building. I got to cut off. You go, nope. They're going to be like, listen, because if they can see me have theirs, I can accept them when they show me theirs. Because we human, whether we got on orange or blue or not, when did you decide to have that mindset of, look, man, if I'm pissed, they're going to see it. And hopefully they'll help me get past it. But I'm not turning this off just because I got a job to do. Yeah, I think it's one of those, you know, people have the separation of who they are at work or who they are at home or who they are in different spaces. And I'm not gonna lie, when you work in football, like this is your life, right? You are here 14 hours a day, grinding it out. It's very much so like a grind culture and sports industry who works the hardest, stays the longest, does the most, all those kind of things. So when I tell you, like, everybody going to have a bad day, it's just going to happen, right? Um, and so for me, it's much more of, like, how do I show you, like, I respect so much of what they do day in and day out. And to let them know that I'm working just as hard for you in spaces that you might not even know, that I'm advocating for you in rooms that you don't know are even existing yet, that kind of stuff matters. Um, and again, like, I just want them to, be themselves. Like, how do you create that space? And I know in my decision in that, when I was in college, I felt so pressured. I was a first gen student. I felt so pressured to be everything to everyone all the time, right? I was supposed to be the one that made it. I'm the only one in my family to go to college, ready to be a doctor. And then I switched. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go study education. So as you can imagine, that probably didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> well, they yeah, hard conversations, yes. Yeah, they said, like, what are you doing? Um, but either way, like I had this incredible pressure to be everything to everyone. I was the tour guide and the RA and the orientation leader. And I was like this face of the university for a lot of different things. And I realized like, if I wasn't myself, I wasn't gonna let any of those students that I was interacting with be themselves either. Um, now granted, sometimes I could definitely use the filter. I could definitely use a little more pep in my step or whatever else, but I think it just comes with it, right? I, I want them to organically feel like this is my home, right? I, Gator Maid has a whole office space within our facility. And I mean, it's set up with couches and chairs and we put on, you know, movies and whatever and like have snacks and candy and whatever else. And like, 
I just want you to kick your feet up for a second, right? I know that you're about to go into a stressful meeting where you're going to get quizzed. Take you a second, use a massage gun, sit here, shoot shit, whatever, <laughs> you know, like be normal. Get yourself a little grounding before you go and do something that is incredibly stressful that only certain people are even able to do. Like when you talk about like the, the progression of those that played high school football to those that played college football to those that played SEC college football, like you're a select few, but it's okay take a break, <laughs> you know, to get, get your grounding before you go out and perform at the highest level. And how can I help do that? So it's something me and you talked about a little bit yesterday on the phone. Uh, you said it's a person underneath that helmet, man. That's a per like you're a human being. And sometimes you have to remind the person on the helmet, you're a person. Like I look, nope. Only you understand that there's a difference in quote ACC football and Clemson football. There, there, and there is no separation of maybe at certain schools. When you at the University of Florida, you are at the flagship university in the state of Florida. You are at one of the premier institution, the premier institution, and you're a part of one of the biggest brands in sport. That's college and pro. That Gator is globally recognized. Yeah, and what happens is sometimes they come in there and you go just sit down just breathe because if you cannot take time for yourself the world don't the world don't care about none of us and i think that's what you when i think of gator may i think of that i think hey as a former player man i need to know sometimes that i i can have a human moment yep you can have a bunch of them over here because if you do not take time for yourself you are going to explode and that's if you never Get out. People think, are you talking about the players that get out there on Saturday? No, I'm talking about all of them. It don't matter if you make it out there on Saturday. You doing money through Friday and you on the sideline Saturday and you got to be in meetings on Monday. And you go through the same things. I think, not I think, I know players need to know that it's all right to feel like it's all right because because of it's I heard a coach say. Yeah, I coach basketball and I, you know, I got a kid that's seven foot two, but they don't understand he's 18 years old and like to play video games. They looking at how he how he looks and not who he is. Miss 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 Bailey, just know this. When you, when your name comes up in these meeting rooms, that's a great thing because the one thing you know about football players is they are authentic. They are not fake. They're gonna tell you what they feel. They <laughs> Because, because it's just in us. Sometimes, sometimes you ask, listen, simple questions come with complex answers depending on who you're asking. And when it comes to these yeah. players, you sometimes they say, you really want me to tell you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I need to prepare myself for what you're going to say. But yes, I think that what you and, you know, Dr. Ali do and what Vernell did goes leaps and bounds because if Billy Napier is saying, hey, man, I don't even know what what uh phase they in now they got listen, it's, it's season it's game time it is yeah yeah i'm the road oh, okay i don't for, for billy napier to say when i'm in these young men's living room talking to their parents whether it's mom dad mom or dad grandma guardian they're saying billy can i trust you with my most prized possession he goes yeah are you gonna help them pass the playing field yep because i got people that do it i'm I can't do it individually. Can I do? No, no. I don't even know how to work most of the rooms in my house because I'm never there, right? 
But when he calls you, did you order, did you already understand? Like people say, I understood the assignment, or did you get here and go, okay, uh, uh, uh oh, okay, this thing here is this a little bit different. No, it was fun for me because like when you talk about like understand the assignment, I got to write it. Um, right. I'm I was the teacher in the front that said, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, and to come in with like that kind of confidence and that kind of backing. I mean, when I came here, I said, hey, here's my six six month, one year, three year, five year plan for this program. Whether you take me or not, I want you to keep it because it's what they deserve. Um, you know, when I sat down with the AD, I said, like, look, I want, I'm only coming if I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. And I want to start an endowment. Like, I want to make sure that whether it's Coach Napier here, whether it's me here or anybody else, we always do right by our young men, period. <laughs> and um, the way that you do that is through like sustainable resources and things. So when you talk about like, just how do you make that decision? That's just humanity, right? That's one of those, like, I'm, I'm not just understanding the assignment. I'm writing it for you. I'm telling you, like, this is what a best practice looks like. This is why you get asked by other colleges and NFL teams to come be there player development person because you know what you're doing and let me go ahead and show y'all not only that do I know what I'm doing but whether it's me or someone else they need to be doing it because they deserve it wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so <laughs> because I, I want to make sure so they call you you like hey, hey whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> I know what I'm doing and I can write it out you said I'm talking about sustainable resources. Why she say sustainable? That is the hardest thing to do. Sustainability is the hardest ability. Now, the, the hardest ability for young men to understand and grasp is vulnerability. I get it. But sustainable resource, and you said, that's whether I'm here or not, you said an endowment, meaning, hey, how do I make sure that my presence was felt? I'm going to leave something. I'm leaving something that's going to keep going whether I'm here or not. Where did that come from? We be like, listen, I'm gonna write it out. What you mean? I'm not gonna tell you. You see this point by point. Where did that <laughs> yeah. come from? I think that just comes from, honestly, again, the mark of other leaders is to make leaders. The people that I have learned from, that have taught me best practices, that have challenged me to be a better leader, that have challenged me to think ahead and big picture. Um, you know, football is very much so a game of details one little mistake, one little thing. And I can be a very detailed microscopic person, right? I studied microbiology, literally the smallest organisms you can think of. Um, but to make sure that people understand the big picture, because you know what, it's not called Savannah Bailey's Leadership Academy. It's not called Savannah Bailey's Gator Maid. It's not even called Billy Napier's Gator Maid. It's Gator Maid, right? The fact that you came here and being a Gator has made you into the man that you are, that's what you care about. The purpose can never waiver. The methods can be flexible, but the purpose never changes. Ladies and gentlemen, let me let me tell y'all something. Okay? Look, <clears throat> I've heard about Miss Bailey a long time. Go, going back two years ago, right? When I say Miss Bailey, I don't care who the player is. I don't care if Javante. I don't care if it's uh, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson, Justin Shorter. All I'm saying, who's, who Miss Adessa, who Miss Bailey? Oh, man. Now she, because what makes a player go, huh, is something they've never heard. See, what makes a player go, what are you talking about? Because we we think we've heard it all, but we have heard it all athletically. But when you go, all right, write it out. Write out what you want to do. What? Write out what you want to become. What? 
write out what you see yourself becoming. What you mean? Because if you can write it out, yeah, that's a plan. That's a structure. But if you, anybody can talk about it, anybody can think they can be about it. Or as my grandfather would say, looking the part and sounding the part is cool. You got to be the part. You got to be that thing. People, let me tell y'all something, Florida, or whomever's listening. Do yourself a favor. Please check out the latest episode of 84 Reasons with Miss Savannah Bailey. She is the singing director of Player Relations and Gator Maid, but she said the best. She said, this ain't Savannah Bailey's leadership. This ain't Billy Neighbor. This is Gator Maid. If you ain't a Gator, you ain't Gator Bay. It don't matter anyway. You can get mad. Listen, you ain't mad. You ain't mad because it's us. You're mad because it ain't you. It happens. Savannah, when I tell you I am humbled, that you chose to be a part of, you know, what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing over here is what you said before. I am here for 84 reasons, to, for one reason, to make sure that people start rooting for the person, not just the player. I get it. But that's a person underneath there. And I want to make sure that the person starts getting people to see them, not just what they do, but who they really are. And I know we, are, we do it 30 to 45 minutes at a time, but... Savannah, I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you got meetings on top of meetings on top of more meetings. Tell, listen, tell Mr. Ali, congratulations on getting his doctorate. Tell him he needs to get ready because I'm going to get his take on it as well. It's my job. I saw that picture, but it was more staff members and players. I'm trying to hit as many because it doesn't matter how I tell the story about Florida football. I want to hear it being told in real time right here. Right now, you mentioned Shannon Slim, former teammate, again, class of, two, class of 2000, for, your, for those of you who don't know. And I tell Shannon, when you see him, that boy didn't boil a hot dog when we was in college. And not in the <laughs> <laughs> but this is how, this is how, this is, this is how, there's a former players like Stephen Harris coming back, Lewis Murphy coming back, uh, Trey Burton, I know he was just missing two bits, myself, Fantasy. It's like, this is how Billy Napier has shown us, not only do I care about former player involvement. This is how I, I show you guys and D-Webb and Dallas Baker and Kevin Carter and Max Starks and Lisko and Chris Doring and Lisko goes on and on. Tell Billy Napier we ain't see him that, tell him this. Billy Napier went to Furman. He threw, he was a quarterback. He threw to a dude named Isaac West. Me and Isaac graduated in 2011. So we are connected in ways that Billy Napier don't even know. Oh. He's, a, he's a couple, of, but, but just tell Billy Napier I said, man, I appreciate him because I know how very small of a window there is to have access to these players and people like yourself because y'all don't have free time. I couldn't buy time. Free time? Me? No. As, when I sleep at night, and that and that's on borrowed time as well. I appreciate you taking the time because, like I said, when I'm online talking to these Gator fans about what they – I said, look, it's bigger than just Saturday. It's so much – that goes on, you were helping me tell that in real time. I'm gonna have to talk about, you know, I'm gonna have to, you know, talk them off a ledge again this Saturday. I know, you know, pretty we get the win. But Savannah, keep doing what you're doing. Understand that your impact is being felt. Understand these young men are getting, or listen, they picking up what you're putting down. But like I say, man, Tennessee native. We should, Tennessee, Tennessee orange, Clemson orange, Florida orange and blue. We got we, we Florida, blue. Florida, Florida. You notice we, we, I ain't wearing no orange. I own a lot of orange, and I gotta set it straight. I'm a gator, and that's that on that. So don't get it twisted for a second. We wearing blue all the time. Listen, <laughs> listen. She said, 
Hey, Tuscaloosa area code, call her phone and be like, no, nah, we'll, that's how serious, we don't deal with y'all. Billy Napier, you might want to change your area code, sir. You almost got- That was an old one, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Listen, she is Savannah Bailey. She is a woman of many titles, a jack of, jack of many trades, a master of none. She is going to get it done. And if you want to know what she do, she'll write it out. Whether you the AD, president, head coach, I do this for real. And guess what? Even when I'm gone, I got stuff that I left. People say, how do you make the world better? I left it better than when I found it. I, I still got stuff going on. Savannah, keep doing what you're doing. Tell Miss Ali I'm coming to highlight them. This is 84 Reasons. She is Savannah. I am Ben. No games, no gimmicks, just a reason. What's the reason? My name is Savannah Bailey. You better get with it or get lost. And we out of here. Mm.